and welcome to Lean With Plants. My name is Chelsea and if you are a frustrated vegan woman who is looking to lose weight, if you are confused about how to lose weight and you've been looking at like vegan influencers for the last few years and you're confused because number one, no one has a consistent message. On one hand, it's eat all the carbs that you can and eat 3000 calories. And then on the, on the other hand, it's you have to have lots of fats in your diets to regulate your hormones and take protein powders. And you're like, what the flimmin' heck do I believe? But doesn't really, it just anything you try doesn't really work because you're still overweight. You're still wanting to listen to this podcast. And I'm glad you're here because this podcast is really all about clarifying why weight loss happens and why so many of us are overweight on a vegan diet. And that was me for years and years on a vegan diet, just struggling with weight gain and um, just my weight going like up and down, up and down like a freaking yo-yo and not knowing who to believe and who to trust. And then finally understanding about calorie density and calories and energy and then yeah, taking away some of the emotion from it and the the need to follow all these rules and just really gaining complete freedom with food, which I had never had since really hitting puberty. So that's why, if that's why you, if that's um, what you want clarity on, you want to actually like kick this to the curb and yeah, start feeling confident and fantastic again, all for the first time, you're in the right place. So today we're going to talk about how to stay motivated while losing weight. And I just got to be honest with you, this is like my sixth or seventh attempt at, um, I was going to say filming, at recording this podcast. Because number one, I've got this cold that's kind of been here for a couple of months and this is not a good time to admit it because of the coronavirus and we're in lockdown and all that kind of stuff, but it's been here for months and months. So I've got a croaky voice and I had my birthday yesterday. I turned 29. My daughter Riley was like, I didn't even recognize you with that voice. Like I thought you were an old woman. It's like, yep, that's, that's aging. That's what happens. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know. It's like the day after your birthday, I think for me anyway, I always feel a bit flat because you kind of look forward to it with this almost residual, like childhood excitement where you just think your birthday is going to hold some kind of promise. And like, I had a, I had a great day as definitely as much as I could. And the fact that I couldn't see like my extended family, which I normally would, I didn't have a bad time or anything like that, but yeah, that day's over now and that kind of like emphasis on me is gone and like, I don't know about you, but I love it when people are just, yeah, like trying to make me feel special and yeah, so um, literally 10 minutes ago I was reading some messages from my sisters and just like bawling my eyes out. So I'm feeling like all time low in terms of motivation. So I do think this is it's funny that I'm talking about this right now, and this is why I'm talking about it, because motivation to start with is really not like a fact. It's just an emotion. We talk about how to stay motivated, like almost like how to stay fit. You know, like fitness is something that you gain because you go out and train. 
you go out and like smash your body and then you say, well, I'm fit, you know, I can run 10Ks or I can bench press, whatever. But motivation is not like that. Motivation is just a feeling that you have. It's not something that you really can maintain and it's not something that you really kind of like achieve like an elevated state of. And I, it's a buzzword though. And I really think we've still, like we know all that, like everyone knows motivation comes and goes, but we still have this perception that we need more of it. And I just want to dispel that myth or just, yeah, this episode is really going to be very down to earth. Like it's going to be very facts based because motivation is something is kind of like being in love for the first time as well. And like, you want to do things to make your partner feel happy. You just, you've got that feeling and it motivates you to do certain things, but you've got to move on from thinking that motivation is the goal at some point, because you don't stay in love forever or not to this. You don't stay infatuated. Let me say that. Okay. You don't stay infatuated forever. At some point you, you make a commitment or you, just create habits and systems that like keep that love alive. And love is a lot different to infatuation as I'm sure like most of you guys pre-married, like you know what I'm talking about here. So we've, when it comes to having motivation with losing weight, like shift the focus initially from motivation being necessary. But I think like what we're kind of talking about is how do you keep going, right? How do you keep going when you don't feel it? So the first thing we're going to talk about in that is, you really have to get a realistic understanding of how long it takes and how non-linear that journey is, is going to be. So water weight, and what I mean by water weight is basically you losing weight on the scales, you going and weighing yourself and having lost like a kilo or a couple of pounds or whatever. Water weight as an industry in terms of um, like different diets that will make people lose a lot of water weight really, really quickly. You have to understand that this is like a multi-billion dollar industry because you can lose water very quickly. You can lose seven pounds, even potentially more than that in a week if you're losing water. Can you lose lose that much fat even from fasting? Not as likely, not even realistic, not even in the scale of realistic. So we're kind of bombarded with these before and afters and these programs and these like teas and it's all lose five pounds in a week or do this flat tummy in a week, blah, blah, blah in a week. And, or even like months guys, like you think that this stuff happens quickly. So number one, most people, this is really sad, but most people will not maintain their weight loss. Like I think the numbers are like 97%. Like I love statistics because they're so like, un. okay, I'm not going to say they're all unbiased because there's obviously bias behind everything, but it's just, it's math, you know, it's just probability and it's, yeah, it makes me sound like I love math. I really don't love math, but I love that it's mainly impartial. So 97%, pretty sure that's the number of people who go on a diet and lose weight will gain that weight back and then some. So that's a really sad statistic. So when you're looking at people that have lost weight quickly, we're always Googling like how to lose like five pounds in a week. How do, how do I lose weight fast? Like, don't lie to me. You Googled this, right? Because when you're in that state of being overweight, like you are 
you're you're feeling the pain like you want that pain to be gone quickly but it really does take time so you have to have a realistic understanding that fat loss takes time and sustained fat loss is going to take time because when you lose weight in a sustainable way and what I mean by sustainable is that you are going to be able to stick to it because I don't know about you but if I'm going to like kill myself being miserable and hangry and angry at my husband and my kids for like weeks on end and lose like four kilos eight pounds but then gain it all back the next month like I may as well be happy eating burgers right like what is the point of like putting yourself through hell if you're going to gain all that weight back and the thing is like you know this you know that you've done these quick fix diets you know that you've done this these kind of like unsustainable habits in terms of dieting and you've gained the weight back So something's got to change. Like you've got to start thinking like, okay, this is actually something that takes time. If I actually want to keep this off for life, like that's got to be what I'm Googling. That's what I've got to be thinking about. How do I actually lose weight that is going to stay off? And that is far more like, I know it, I know it sucks to think like, okay, this is going to take a while. Like it doesn't have to take forever, but Things do take time. It's taken me two years from where I started to where I am now at like 18% body fat. Like that's taken two years. Um, and it's been at the beginning it was much quicker. But at the beginning as well, here's the thing you've got to remember, I was way, way more motivated, is that word again, than I am now. Like the pain was much higher. So I did strict the things than I do now. But it does take time. So you have to be prepared for that fact. And you have to get out of this mindset of thinking like, how am I going to do this as quickly as I can to how am I going to do this as sustainably as I can so that I never have to see like that each pound that you lose, like that's gone for good, right? That that's, you're not going to be like Beyonce, like it's you're irreplaceable. Like I'm a terrible singer, but you don't want your fat loss to be like, Okay, it's coming straight back with more fat that you're going to be having on your body. Like, you want that fat out of your life. You want it gone for good. So that's what you've got to be thinking about. And realize that it does take time. Yeah. So when you're thinking about that, you've got to be asking yourself, what are, like, the habits that I'm creating now? Or how do I create habits that are going to set me up for long-term success? And this is what I teach the girls in the Lean With Plants membership that I run because it's all about getting you to a point where you are confident that you know what you're doing is going to, like A, you're seeing results and then B, you're knowing that you can actually maintain it for life. And this is the thing that I love about like seeing girls come into the program um, and they're like, I could, I have always felt hungry doing a diet. Like I've always um, like thought that I had to, like feel deprived to lose weight and I'm I'm actually feeling full and like I don't know if it's going to work yet but I'm I feel like I could do this for a long period of time and that's what you want like you want to be creating habits that are going to like you're going to be able to maintain for life um, and I think like a good example of this is something like keto even vegan keto because it's popular right now it really really is and these kind of low carb diets which do the same kind of thing 
But if you're doing a low carb diet, like, are you going to be able to sustain a long, a low carb diet for your whole life? If you're eating, if you're consuming more fat than most people, how is that habit of being used to consuming lots of fat, how is it going to factor into your diet when you do eventually add in more carbohydrates? Because what that's going to mean is that you're automatically eating more calories than you would have because fat is so concentrated in calories. So you, you're you kind of setting yourself up in that scenario to create a habit, which is eating high volumes of fat, that is going to not be helpful for weight loss like when you change things in the future like a contrast to that would be if you get into a routine of eating like oats and fruit for breakfast which is what I do like this is my habit I literally have oats and fruits every single day for breakfast so a habit like that is going to help you with weight loss over time because you're developing consistency and you're eating a meal that is going to keep you full for hours. It's relatively low in calories, probably like 400 to 500, maybe 600 calories, depending on what you put on it um, and how much you have. But that is going to be something that is going to actually propel you forward in the future to creating those good kind of habits. So when you're thinking about like, how do I stay motivated yeah, not trying to get that quick fix, focusing on what are the habits that I can create. Again, like I teach all of this in the membership that I run. So if you want to know more about that, get onto it. It really does show you how to do this. But you can't be um you can't be in a restriction mode. You can't be in a hunger mode. That's what I mean by restriction, because people talk about like how bad res feeling restricted is for um, weight loss and long-term weight loss, and they're absolutely right. But here's the thing to remember about that. The main thing that is going to make you feel restricted is not like missing out on chocolate, because in a lot of ways, like your desire for chocolate is really like a, a learned response, you know, like it gives you that satisfaction, like you've used it um, when you're happy, you've used it when you're sad. So a lot of that is association there. And then the fact that it's just delicious. But if you are used to not eating chocolate, that is going to have less of a pull to you. Just as like if you're not used to sitting down with a glass of wine, you're not going to really even think about drinking wine. Like I don't drink at all and I never think to have a glass of wine. And I know a lot of people use this to, rel to relax. So a lot of it is just a learned response. The main thing that is going to influence whether you feel restricted or not is whether you're hungry or not. Like this is a physiological issue. So any kind of diet, any kind of thing that you're doing right now, if you feel restricted because you're hungry, then that's not going to be sustainable for you. You have to learn to eat in a way that satisfies your hunger, works with your body, not against it. So you have to be improving your food habits along the way. And when you're doing this, here's the thing. You don't have to have massive amounts of motivation to stick on something that feels good. You don't have to rely on motivation when you're eating in a way that you feel like you can stick with for the rest of your life because you're actually enjoying how you eat. And that's really the key to it. I came from a past of like thinking I couldn't eat cooked food until dinner time, of thinking I had to have smoothies in the dead of winter, of thinking that the only way for me to lose weight was to run like tens and tens of kilometers um, a week. So 
to realize now I can have oats for breakfast. I could have a smoothie for breakfast if I want. I could eat potatoes if I wanted. This has given me so much freedom that I know 100% I can maintain this for life because it's not hard. And it has gotten easier as well as I've gotten more used to it. But it really isn't hard to eat this way. So you only really need massive amounts of motivation to stick with something if it's freaking torture to do so. Like when I was macro counting, which I experimented with this um, like a couple of months ago, man, my motivation had to be sky high for that. And most of the time it wasn't. Like I had so many tays. This is probably why I didn't see much results where I was like, stuff it. I'm just, I'm not counting today. I'm not weighing every bite of food. Like lettuce doesn't, count like why would I have to weigh lettuce but you're taught to weigh everything so when my motivation wasn't there I didn't stick to it but the way that I eat normally when I'm not counting macros and I'm not worried about um, like exactly how many calories I'm eating and I can do that based on my hunger and fullness cues uh, I don't need massive motivation to stick to it now I, I just do because I like eating this way and I've seen awesome results I've lost 40 pounds so if we move on from this, like the biggest takeaway to remember is just st to stay motivated, you really have to be doing something that's enjoyable and you have to be able to um, like maintain that long term so that it's you don't need those tons of motivation. So eating enough food, finding a way of eating that is actually going to get you results but not be too difficult. And that's why I'm here. That's what I teach people how to do. The next thing that you need to do to keep that motivation or like we've said just keep going to keep the keep the course steady on your wayward son um anyway is to stay accountable and to really get public about what you are trying to achieve or what you are doing and that doesn't mean that you go and like tell every tom dick and harry and auntie sharon who thinks you're fading away that you are trying to lose 10 pounds no but it means that you start really helping yourself by communicating why you're doing, well, maybe not even why, but just what you're doing so that people are on board with that and you have less opportunity to go back on your word. So what I mean by that is like if you have decided, okay, like I'm going to be really um, committed to not like going on a binge when I meet with my friends and like I'm trying to st I'm staying on plan to like feel full and satisfied eating whole foods and but I know there's going to be like chips at this event that I'm going to I know that there's going to be donuts and all this other stuff so if those are like your friends have a conversation with these people and say hey like this is what I'm doing I'm trying to get more healthy so I'm not eating this kind of stuff at the moment or I'm eating small amounts could we please instead of having this big platter of junk food in front of us while we're talking, could we just leave it on the counter so that people have to go up with a paper plate, get it, and then come back and sit down? Because I know if it's in front of me, I'm just going to eat it. Or um, just saying to your family as well, like, I, hey, I'm eating without oil anymore, so I'm going to bring a whole lot of roast veggies to our family dinner that are not going to have oil. I'm going to bring this other big thing as well. Um, so that's why I won't be eating any meat or any whatever if you're not like fully vegan yet. Just communicating with people has so 
much power. Because what's the alternative to this? If you are so secretive about this, well, number one, you're giving yourself an out, right? You're saying, well, I, because you're the only person that you're beholden to is yourself. So if you get there and you're like, oh, well, actually I am going to go on a bender. I am going to binge like how I normally do because no one knows that you're trying to stop. No one knows that you've got this issue. Then you're just going to carry on. Like you've got no accountability there. But if every single one of your friends knows that you're trying to eat a different way, you just think how much harder it is to do that. It really, really is. So don't give yourself that out. Like give yourself some accountability by communicating with the people that have to live with you. And if that's your husband, if that's your adult kids or your young kids, like that's doubly important to them, to you to do that because this is like your home environment. This is the people that live with you. So you really got to be like accountable and just communicate that with them and I think like we don't want to do this because we get scared of failure and I'm going to get into that because that's that's another whole thing in itself like fear the fear of failure but set yourself up for success by telling people and getting in a group is really helpful as well like that's one of the reasons that now that I'm doing this um membership like I'm really excited about it and the girls that are in there are just inspiring each other with what they're making. Like they're posting meals that I would never even think to make. Like one chick is having like pumpkin and cinnamon and apple and stuff like that for breakfast. I'm like, I would never think to do that, but it's really working for her. And like now I'm inspired to try that. So yeah, getting in a group of people, getting around like a community of people that are trying to do the same thing so that you don't feel so alone. Like that's another thing that's going to help you to steady the course, stay the course, because when you feel like you're on your own, then it is much harder to stick to. So there is always, 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 always going to be people that are doing, trying to head in the same direction of you. You just got to find them. You just got to get amongst those people. And then the people that you have to see every day, the people that you actually do life with in real life, you've got to be able to communicate with them. And here's something real fascinating that if like, this is like human psychology, like blows my mind. I love it so much. But, um, so if you go and like, say you go to a restaurant with some mates and the first person to order food they set like this bar of what other people will order. So if the first person, like this is specifically for women, I don't know if it applies to men. So if you're, if you're there and your friend orders like a salad, do you know, like you are so much more likely to follow suit and order a salad because they have kind of like set the standard of what um, like it's kind of like expected. So you're much more like, you're much more likely to also order a healthy option. Whereas if someone goes in and like, they order like the brownie and they order like ice cream and burgers, you're more likely to do that too, because it's, it's almost like them doing it has given you permission to do it. And I might talk more about this in a podcast. Like it's got to do with like self-licensing and like giving yourself permission and all this kind of things. So if you're the person that gets to like set the tone in your friend group, like you don't even know there might be girls in your group and your friends or like even like in with family members that really want to do something better for their health too. Like this is 
weight loss and wanting to lose weight is the number one New Year's resolution of Americans, like topping everything else. So you would be surprised, like if you present this in a way that is like non-judgmental, that focuses on health and is really about empowerment, like how helpful that you could potentially be to someone. So I really, really encourage you, if you haven't already, get in a group with like-minded people and start being brave enough to communicate what you want. Like stop giving yourself an out and use the people that love you around you as allies, as people that trust that they are going to help you to reach the goals that you want and give them that benefit of the doubt and communicate. Pretty much every blimmin' issue on the planet could, in my mind, be solved with communication. So get on that train. Alrighty, so the next thing, and this is something that happens a lot, and I, I'm definitely guilty of this as well, is number one, if what you're doing is you're not seeing the progress for it, it's very hard to stay motivated. It's very hard to keep going when you're not seeing progress. So in that instant, the main thing that you need to do is be prepared to try something different because if what you're doing now has not worked for you and it hasn't worked for you in the past then continuing to do the same thing truly is the definition of stupidity you have to be prepared to try something different and guys this is honestly a reason why I will never offer like doesn't matter how like if I was to like win like a million dollars and I could give you all of this information for free, I wouldn't because there is something so helpful about you having to like pay for something, about something like actually costing you for you to see value in it and actually stick to it. And like, it's amazing when you see people actually, like I know this for myself as well, like I have bought courses in the past, like I've bought things and I do the courses that I buy, like I work through the homework when I buy it because I've put value on that and sometimes like that's the kind of thing that it is, like you have to be like, okay, I've never put money into like coaching, I've never put money into a program, I'm going to do something I've never done to get a result that I've never gotten and I just use that as an example but it could be so many different things, it could be trying a way of eating that you've never eaten if you us if you've always done low carb diets if you've always like restricted your portion sizes if you've always done this like binge and then restrict the next day cycle you've got to change something otherwise you're going to keep getting the same results so if you're not seeing the results that you want to see and you've given it enough time like you've given it a few weeks of consistently doing something you've got to change what you're doing you know, if having chips in your house, this is why I I talk about this probably way too much. Like I and I know because I poll and I ask people, do you want me to talk more about um, like setting up your home environment for success? And people don't because, like my I could be wrong. I truly could be wrong. But my perception is that people think they don't need to focus on that. But this is another thing. Is like. If you having jelly beans in your house, if you having processed bread in your house, I mean, all bread is processed, come on, Charles. Um, if you having like corn chips in your house is meaning that when you don't have that motivation, those are your go-tos. Well, like, don't keep thinking after years and years of trying that 
your motivation is at some point going to magically be okay that magically be so much better that now you can stick to it try something different try not having those things in your house like try doing something that you've never done and you've really got to do that so if you're not seeing the results go back and try get ask yourself why don't try to keep doing exactly the same thing. It normally doesn't come down to motivation. It normally, it always pretty much comes down to habits or um, like systems or like knowledge. So focusing on on those things and taking a bit of a leap of faith if you've got to go and um, learn from someone else or get accountable with someone else if that's what it takes or clean up your home, home environment. But really be okay with trying something in it, failing and keeping trying it, doing it and yeah, just asking a lot of questions and being like open to trying new things. I think that's really, really important to helping you to keep going. In saying that, I just want to put a bit of a disclaimer, like what we talked about in the beginning, be aware that realistic weight loss does take time. So if you are creating habits that are sustainable, um, and you are like seeing progress in how your habits are, how you're dealing with food, then you should be able to see weight loss with that, but you have you are gonna have to give it time. The other thing that is really important with um in terms of like keeping on the course out, that's it you really have to st- keep assessing what's important to you. Because a lot of people and yeah, me included, if I have seen a little bit of progress, then it's kind of like you can start to self-sabotage and you'll be like, oh, well, I'll allow myself to eat these treats. I'll allow myself to um, just be like a bit more relaxed with my diet because I've seen a little bit of weight loss. The first thing to remember or to think about with that is that progress was never, like that's not your goal. Like you seeing progress is like a step towards your goal. It isn't the goal itself. So you have to really get clear about what's important to you there. And it's very easy to have like a conflict of values with a conflict of um, your goal. So when I say conflict, this is what I mean. If your goal is to get to 18% body fat and have like visible oblique muscles in your stomach, but your values are that you want to have um, like a wine with your husband every night or you want to have um, like a girl's night or keep um, like unhealthy processed food in your home for your kids, but you also want to achieve this other goal that you've never achieved, then there's quite often there's um, a conflict there. So you've got to make a choice about what is more important for you. Is it more important for you to keep these values and stay probably the same? Or is it more important for you to drop some of these values so that you can achieve this goal of getting lean? So you have to be able to answer that question. And I don't think there's any right or wrong answer with that, but it really helps to get specific because you are going to have to change how you do life if you want to get to like a really lean physique. You And even if you want to lose weight, like you're going to have to change how you do things if you want to sustain that. So you've got to figure out like, is it actually really important to me? And constantly assessing that, 
that if you lose four kilos, if you lose like eight pounds and now you're feeling a lot more happy about your body, you're able to maintain that, like you've changed some of your habits, but you're still like occasionally going and getting ice cream with your friends or you're still like having um, some more like high calorie, like nuts and seeds, like quite a lot in your diet and you're enjoying how you're eating, but you really want to lose like the last five kilos or the last five pounds if how you've gotten to now is like a comfortable state for you even though it might not be exactly where you want to be like if that's comfortable and you don't want to change what you're doing still further then maybe it's time to like assess like do I actually really want to do what it takes to lose that last five pounds because it's kind of like an inverted triangle that when you start off if you've got like if you've got 50 pounds to lose like your change in what you have to do at that level to um see weight loss is small because if you're 50 pounds overweight probably just even stopping to drink drinking soda or stopping cooking with oil you or stopping like eating out like every day is going to be make massive massive results but if you are getting like closer and closer and closer to like a goal of being quite lean of being like below 20% body fat then you are going to have to really assess whether it's worth it to you to not eat out with your friends as much to not have much processed food in your diet because to maintain a very lean physique is going to require like you to sacrifice some of those things like you cannot have your cake and eat it too you have to decide what's important to you so really getting clear about that and then once you've made that decision, like, okay, I am prepared to change how I do life. I am prepared to modify my social life and my home environment and what I eat for breakfast or what I snack on or how I prepare. Then then you're on your way to achieving that. But until you've actually done that, you're trying to live in two camps and that's, that's never going to work. And it's frustrating as well. So it will give you freedom when you actually make a choice about what is more important to you. And then you're going to be able to stick to it a lot better as well. Okay. And so the last one that I want to talk about is in terms of like being able to stick the course to keep going, even when you don't feel like it, even when you don't have motivation. And that's to get really okay with failure because failure is such a big part of success because you are not going to feel motivated every day. Dude, right now in my fridge, because it was my birthday yesterday, my birthday, I have some like Fijoa cake. I talk about Fijoas a lot at the moment. Fijoas are these little green fruits. They're kind of like guava. I think they're a guava on the guava family. They come from South America. We've got a ton of them here in New Zealand and they are bomb. They are so delicious. But I have my whole life had Fijoa cakes. For my birthday, I made a Fijoa cake yesterday. Does have some sugar, does have some flour. Didn't put any oil or anything um, like that in there because I yeah I I know from science like if I am going to eat processed food I'm going to more choose a particular type of processed food because it's harder to gain weight if you're eating um, excess carbohydrates than if you're eating excess fat if you want me to talk more about that at some point let me know but anyway so I made this cake right now I just want to go and munch on that so your motivation is 
always going to wax and wane with how you feel. And so that being okay with failure, being okay with you're going to give in to temptation, you're going to binge sometimes, you're going to um, go off the rails, you're going to like have a good day, you're going to have then probably maybe a bad day, but being okay with that process and not like beating yourself up too much, like that is going to be the difference between you succeeding in the long run and really you throwing in the towel. Because if you can pick yourself up from failure, if you can like really stop like a cycle of shame where you're just like, oh, like you're so bad, you're so horrible, like you never make it work. And instead be like, yep, okay, past is in the past. Like I, I ate that cake or like I ate five pieces of that cake and I really didn't want to, but I'm moving on. I'm getting up in the morning and I'm continuing on like these other healthy habits that I have developed. Remember what I said, like developing like those habits, like if you're um, kind of working on like what is going to be able to help you um, have like that healthy weight loss long term, then those habits are going to be what you fall back on when you lose weight. Like if you, for me, I have oats every single morning. So even if I've had like a late night snack, even if I've eaten too much the night before, I still every morning get up and have a healthy breakfast that is going to set me up for that day. Like I don't ever deviate from that because it's just a habit. It's just a habit now. So um, yeah, if you're all right with to deal with failure and if you can really just accept that that is part of it and that that is always going to be part of the story, then you're going to be able to stick with it because yeah, you really recognize that it's an inevitable part. And I have got so many stories of failure. I have gone off plan so many times in the past two years, but I've just always gotten back. And sometimes that's taken me a day. Sometimes that's taken me a meal. Sometimes that's taken me a week or two weeks, but I've always just gotten back up and I've relied on these habits more and more. And it, it has, I have gotten so, so much better with that. So being okay with failure, like if I can drum that into you, that's going to be like a really life-changing thing. Stop beating yourself up for failing. Start seeing that as an inevitable part of success and really like you're your own worst critic as well. And I think as well, like realizing that it does take time, then you can start to be a bit more okay with failure because you're like, it's it's in the spectrum of like a month or two months or years, like a few meals, one or two um, like cookies or a lick of peanut butter, like they don't constitute failure. They're just part of the journey of learning how to be able to eat in a way that is sustainable and it's always going to be part of it. So I'm going to leave that there. I hope that is helpful for you in terms of staying motivated or really just keeping on going because motivated motivation is totally overrated. And I'm going to go and cough now and maybe even go eat some cake. No, I'm just kidding, just kidding. But I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. And if you like this episode, like, I'd love it if you could leave me a review, but I'd also love it if you would get on Instagram, follow me, send me a DM, connect with me. I make like weird selfie video talky thingies on my stories. <laughs> how articulate was that? Yeah, so I'm doing a podcast and that's how articulate I am. So I will anyway talk to you and see you soon.